Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. My name is Isfandiar Barahini, alongside my co-host Bradshaw Furlong, and we have a special episode for you—a special podcast. Uh, it is almost the mid-season point of the NBA. Most teams are in and around 39 to 41 games. Um, so it's a good time to pick our mid-season award winners and potentially the winners of the entire, you know, the, the, the awards for the rest of the year as well. And we want to pick our all-star teams too. And the interesting thing about that, I feel like we're, we'll start with the All-Stars first because we have some similar players. Mm. Pretty much most of it is similar, except for a couple outliers, and, and we'll talk about those outliers more so. And then we'll get into our midseason awards. If you remember way, 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 way back in September, we did our predictions for the awards. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many predictions that I got wrong. Um, There's a couple of, for both of us that are just glaringly yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. bad, well, bad I mean, predictions. Man, my guy just got injured, and it hurt. It hurt. But still. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get, get into it. So let's start with the All-Stars. Um, a lot of controversy around this year's All-Star game. Maybe because of the fan voting and how, like, just the backlash that people have gotten from, you know, mm. Alex Caruso being fifth or sixth in voting in the Western Conference guards and Taco Fall being fifth <laughs> or sixth in Western Conference forwards. Taco Fall like, maybe has had, I don't know, 10 minutes max in a game. Yeah, but I feel like this happens every year, too. Like, yeah, it's something like we shouldn't get Zaza's too upset about. Yeah, it's something we shouldn't get too upset about. But it's just annoying when you see something like. Like Trey Young at number one, and I, you can have your opinions on Trey Young. He's a great offensive player, and I, that's the the coldest take I think I'll have throughout the rest of the show. But it, it's not he shouldn't be your All Star starter. Yeah. I, there's no way a team that was won nine games all season, yeah, and for a guy that plays absolutely no defense, and I don't want to hear the whole oh Steph Curry plays no defense. Steph Curry gives an effort on defense. Yeah. Steph Curry knows his limitations, but he still gives an effort. <laughs> all right, so we're getting. <laughs> God, getting heated here already at the Shoot You Shot uh. podcast. Uh, since you brought up Trey, let's start with the Eastern Conference. Okay. Um, starters, I'm pretty sure we've got the front court in Embiid, Giannis, and Pascal, it's right? A stone Cold Lock. Yeah. yeah those, the, the only thing that you could like maybe for this is Embiid might not play because of his injury. Yeah. So Jimmy might slip in. There. Yeah. You could put Jimmy Butler in there, and then Siakam if he if you don't think he's played enough games. Yeah. Sure, yeah. but he's been by far the best Eastern Conference forward after. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think he's got the votes. I think the coaches and media are going to give mm-hmm. him the votes too. So I'm pr- I'm fairly yeah. secure with him starting. Yeah, there'll be some guys that again that'll knock him for in, for missing time, but he'll be fine. The guards is where it gets yeah. a little bit more interesting because, like you mentioned earlier, Trey is you know up there in voting. Kyle Lowry um, is, is hasn't really gotten the votes. He made my starting team. Uh, Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving is second in All Star voting. <laughs> so right now, if the fans decided. Kyrie, I think Kyrie maybe it, played what like nine games this season, or, uh, or maybe right, ten right now. Yeah, as of right now, since he's come back and everything, yeah. thirteen, thirteen total, yeah. right? So thirteen games this season. I don't think you can. That's nowhere actually, near no. enough. Actually, no. It's ridiculous to yes. say that you would put yeah. Kyrie in the All Star game with just let based alone on a starter. Exactly. So who are your who are your guards? I put Lowry and then I put Kemba Walker yeah. as so, well. Uh, I originally had I had Kemba Walker. Mm-hmm. 
and I originally had Jimmy Butler, but we went through it and we decided he wasn't a guard. Yeah, well, he's just not eligible as a yeah. guard. He, they put him as forward. So, so I, I, I put Kyle Lowry as well. If I had my choice, I would put Jimmy Butler in there. Yeah, I think he's been better than Kyle Lowry. I think he's played more games than Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. But if we did it, if we do it with the guards and he's not eligible for guard, then Kyle Lowry. Okay. I think the only argument you can make otherwise is having Ben Simmons. Yeah. Is Ben Simmons maybe it could start over Kyle Lowry, but that's fair too. I think Kyle Lowry's performance has been more impressive because he's had, especially since he came back from his injury and and the injuries of the Raptors. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Since he came back and then everyone else got hurt. Yeah. He's been fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. And then Kemba, you know, it goes without saying, you're third in the East or second in the East. I don't mm-hmm. know. Boston and Miami. They, have been they keep moving yeah. around. Yeah. But uh, you know, you're second or third in the East. Uh, you've it seems like it's been a 180 flip since Kyrie's gone. You can just notice that. Uh, I know Caleb knows I'm a big narrative guy. <laughs> I'm going to roll with it. Kemba is my starter. And, and you know, the stats uh, suppl- uh, pretty much complement that as well. It's pretty crazy how what team record does for you, though. Oh, in, yeah. An all-star. Because he was, like, people considered him for all-star last year. I think he did. Did he start last year? I don't think he started Kemba. But he made the all-star team. Yeah, he made the all-star team. But yeah. now he's a starter, and he's putting up, like, his points are worse his assists are slightly down. Yeah. His efficiency's gone up, but it's just kind of funny how you go to a, a considerably better team. It changes everything yeah. for you, especially a team like Boston, which is in one of those big markets that people mm-hmm. h- love. And They're a huge basketball market. Yeah. And, and realistically, like when you're on the Celtics, you're just going to get more media attention than when yeah. you're on the Hornets. It's just the pitfalls of the NBA. Yeah. Um, so the rest, the, the seven that we have left, if you want, we can go back and forth. Uh, I'll I'll just say that I had let's see how many guys that I like I was like okay this guy has to be on it so okay. one two I would say three guys for sure had to be on this team same like where I was actually like, no four for me four yeah four for me so mine were Jimmy Butler yeah uh Ben Simmons yep Bradley Beal no see for me I thought Bradley Beal hundred percent so had so to give me there. your explanation for Bradley Beal right now it's mostly just bias <laughs> honestly okay. <laughs> I I just love Bradley I think he does such a he that that's a team that's a team that's so good offensively, mm-hmm. and that's for me it's because of him. Like he's the uh, by far the best player on that team, and they're such a fun team to watch offensively. He plays absolutely no defense. Yeah, and I I'm kind of a hypocrite for saying for giving the uh, Trey Young all this slack, and then the, I love how much I love Bradley Beal, but yeah. I I still have Trey Young is still the other guy that I said had to be on this team. Yeah, he's he's my fourth guy or my I guess one of my three to four guys. Okay, is Trey Young and Bradley Beal had to be on this team because they're just so exciting and they've done such a good job offensively that to me it'd be crazy to leave them off. It's interesting our locks are different. So other than Jimmy and Simmons, I have as my other two locks Bam Bam Adebayo yeah, has no, to be he's, locked. He's for on me. my he's on my team, but I was like. If you could probably make a case for him to be off, I could hear it. I could hear, uh, oh my God, how did he get snubbed? You know, yeah, like yeah, like guys could yeah. see, right? Uh, Sabonis as well, DeMontis Sabonis. Mm. With Brogdon being injured a bunch and Turner also f- through the start of the career, right? It, it just seems like yeah. Sabonis has been the most consistent pacer mm-hmm. and they've been doing well as well. So I got I got to put Sabonis in there. Um, your tail end, you already mentioned you put Trey in. I also put Trey in yeah. because you, you got to – just his numbers are unreal, uh, regardless of the defense aspect, regardless of the fact that his team has nine freaking wins. Mm. I was going to mention with Bradley Beal, by the way. Do you think Bradley Beal, if let's say instead of him in Washington, in Boston, instead of, sorry, Kemba in Boston, it was Bradley Beal in Boston, the situation would have been completely changed and Bradley Beal would have got the start. You know, he would have <laughs> oh, been. maybe. Right? Maybe. Like, yeah, like I, that's kind of, it's funny. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Same thing kind of it applies be, to Bradley, yeah. right? But we, uh, and I mentioned this uh, off air before we did this for Trey Young. 
if Trey Young's averaging 25 points, 7 assists on the same efficiency... Which, which he is, right? Yeah, 28? Or no, no he's averaging, he's averaging 29 and 8.5. Okay. I don't think he even gets consideration for the All-Star team. Probably not, yeah. I don't, like, maybe because he's, he's some, like, flashy dribbles and everything. Yeah. But I don't think he comes close. He's also had a bunch of 40-plus games, right? Yeah, that's he's, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, if... But if he's doing, like, just 20... Like, an average season. Like, relatively average. Like, yeah. he has 25 points. Average for assists. a yeah. superstar caliber. Yeah. Yeah. 25 assists. I don't think he even touches the All-Star team because he plays no defense and his team's terrible. So, you have Simmons. Yep. You have Sabonis. Mm-hmm. You have Jimmy. Yep. You have Bam. Yep. You have Trey Young. Yep. I think we have the exact same team. Do you have Middleton? Yes. So we have the same team. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Like it came from. There's one guy left, right? We have one spot left. No. Yeah. Chris Middleton. I have one more guy. How many players do you have on your team? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. Oh, I didn't have Beal. Oh, I I didn't have Beal. You don't have Beal. So I picked Brown over Beal. Uh, like I said, narrative, <laughs> yeah. Celtics are second, third, yeah. and Brown has been awesome as well. That's true. I like to award guys who have made this random jump, and mm-hmm. you don't know if they're ever going to have that type of season again. Like, maybe Brown doesn't become the player mm-hmm. that people expect him to. So, get the All-Stars while you can, yeah. type of thing. So, th- that's why I awarded Brown as well. I do have, I, I love Jalen Brown. Uh, I just, I think Bradley, I just like Bradley Beal a little bit more for this season. I think he's more important to his team Absolutely. than yeah, Jalen yeah, Brown yeah. is. Yeah. And I just I think he's a guy that needs to be there. I think he needs to get some recognition for how good he's been. I think a larger conversation is like, what should people, not fans, but what should coaches and media base it off for why they consider a person an all-star? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the criteria to an all-star? Is it the team winning? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, their the numbers, which are very important? Is it, you know... Can this like the age of the player? Like we'll we'll go to the Western Conference and and for me, I think Chris Paul's a, a shoe in because mm-hmm. you never know if he's going to have another All Star right. game, right? But I don't know. I like what what kind of factors into what you pick as your All Star team is kind of an interesting topic yeah. to have. Um, so that's the East. Yeah, that's the East. Very I, interesting. I I, I, I just want to talk about Chris Middleton a little bit more. Okay, because I feel like this is somebody that a lot. You of people... sold me on him off air. I was yeah. I was gonna go. Um, I I think I was gonna go Beal, and then right. I I kind of flip flop between Beal and Tatum, and I said, no, sorry, not Beal and Tatum. Beal and Middleton. Tatum was also an option, yeah. but Beal and Middleton, and the record and what he's been doing, and you guys sold me on the stats. So, yeah. so tell me a little bit but about yeah, because I feel like a lot of people, and this is something I feel even just past All Star people disrespect Chris Middleton so much. I obviously, and I know he's not the, an ideal second star. I won't say, I'm not going to try and sell someone on that, that he's yeah. an ideal second star. Yeah. He's not an Anthony Davis type of player that you want to have with Giannis. But he's almost averaging 40, 50, uh, yeah, 50, 40, 90 this year. Mm-hmm. And he's averaging 20 points. He's had 20 points a game, uh, five, almost five, and uh, just over five and a half rebounds, almost four assists a game, almost a steal a game. Like, he's so important to this Bucks team. I don't understand how you can't have him as an all-star. If a team like the Pacers are getting considered for a second All-Star, if the Sixers have a second All-Star, yeah. if the Celtics have a second All-Star, the Bucks should easily have a second All-Star. That's true. Like, it shouldn't even be a question. And, you know, this list would have changed if a couple guys stayed healthy. You know, if Kyrie mm-hmm. stayed healthy, oh, yeah. if Brogdon stayed healthy. Because yeah. I think through the first 20 games of the season, Brogdon was a shoe-in for mm-hmm. All-Star, right? Yeah. But now he you got to consider the Middletons, the Browns. And not to say they're bad players, no. it's just that... The East this year has been way better than it's, it's been really, in the past yeah, four really or five funny, years, yeah. right? I love that, by the way. I love how like a lot the of people back. has just been ragging on the East, and now they've kind yeah. of made a bit of a comeback. 
And then think about it next year, too, when Durant's back. Durant's back, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's going to be amazing. Uh, West, your Western Conference All-Stars. I'm pretty sure we have the exact same starters. Uh, we might have the fifth forward spot different. Did you pick Jokic instead of Kawhi? No, I have Kawhi. I have Kawhi. Oh, well. okay. Yeah, okay. So, so Davis, LeBron, Kawhi, Doncic, Harden. Yep. Yeah, that's the same as me. I think, honestly, that could probably be your All-NBA team this year as well. Giannis isn't making your All NBA team. Okay, right. You're right. Forgot, <laughs> forgot, Mr. Giannis into the combo. Excuse me. You just leaving Giannis off the first All NBA team? That's fair. Slip Kawhi out, put yeah, Giannis yeah. in. There you go. That's yeah. your All NBA yeah. team, and that goes to show you how good the West is. Can't mm. believe I forgot, Mr. Giannis into the combo. Yeah. Uh, uh, just the only thing about this is you could, I, you could easily have Jokic in here over. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. Like it's like by a hair. Yeah. I and I think it's like. It's really, really tough to consider between Jokic and Kawhi because Kawhi has missed games due to injury, mm. uh, but he's been phenomenal. And Jokic had that bad start to yeah. the season, and now he's been absolutely incredible, dominant, yeah. like incredible. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of pick which one you like yeah. better, really, at this point. Your bench guys, three, I start with Jokic. Three, yeah, three guys that are just locked for yeah. me. Jokic, okay. Jokic starts that list because he almost started for my team. Yeah. Uh, Paul George yep. has to be on that team, yep. and Damian Lillard has to be there too. Okay, fair if enough. Damian, if you don't have any of these three guys, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Dame wasn't necessarily a lock for I me. I, I get it. Ridiculous. I get it. He's one hundred percent an all star. I I kind of just he slipped my mind when I picked him, right. and I think the first guy I went to maybe this is a little bit of a recency bias with wh- how well the Jazz are doing now, but I thought Donovan Mitchell yeah. was a lock too. Yeah. So I could see that too. I mean, and, and then so what? We got three left. You had four locks or three locks? I had three locks, and then I have I have Donovan in as well. He's okay, one of the guys so, that you should be that should be in there for you. He, I have him in as well. Yeah, and and we'll put Dame as a lock too. So so the other three that uh, you, you have mentioned him already. We both have Chris Paul. Yeah, I feel like that he he hasn't been an All Star in the last three seasons. That's insane. Yeah, he's been really good the last mostly, three seasons, but mostly due to injury. It's been I mostly think. due to injury. Yeah. yeah, and I I think there's just a narrative that. People don't like Chris Paul, and he gets a little bit of disrespect because of that. The only thing that I and I put Chris Paul into my All Star team, but mm-hmm. what I really wanted to do was find a way to put SGA on my All Star team. I would have loved to. It's just hard to yeah. pick two OKC guys, yeah. and especially with how stacked this is, how well Utah is doing, you have to put Rudy Gobert in, right? <laughs> I, it, you have to. Like at some point, the guy has to have an All Star game. He's won. Two? Is it two now? Two defensive player of the year in a row, and he's not on the All-Star team. I I don't understand how he's never been an All-Star. And when you mention the criteria for All-Stars, like when the coaches pick All-Stars, especially reserves, and coaches always talk about how much they love winning, they always want winning players, and they want guys who do like winning plays and everything. And they talk about how much they just love winning. Rudy Gobert is a winning player. You want to have Rudy Gobert on your team. Every single single team should want to have Rudy Gobert on that team. Literally. And he's never made an All-Star? He's not. Uh, he's not a guy who's going to take away ball, the ball from your offensive players. You don't need that. Yeah, exactly. He he's a, is an incredible defender. An absolute anchor on defense. And, and I know his defense numbers have dipped a little bit this year. He should have made the all-star team last year. That should have been yeah. like the guaranteed stone. He would have been my stone cold lock, one of the stone cold locks last year yeah. if we did this. And he was very close to being a lock for me this year. Like Rudy Gobert has to be an all-star. Yeah, I agree too. Among anything else, Rudy so Gobert Utah gets to be an all-star. Utah gets two all-stars. Yes. It's weird because, you know, the Nuggets have Murray, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've been as impressed with Murray as I'd like to be. Mm-hmm. He did. He ha- he is having a better season for right. sure. I think it's like eighteen and five. He's averaging mm-hmm. something along that lines. But they're the third seed. Mm-hmm. Why can't we have Murray in there? I just think there have been guys that are better than him. Yeah. I I think they're just 
we'll get into like who we had but there's there's literally we have one more spot we have one more spot and then the, even the guys you're considering after that as well yeah. i think there are still like two or three guys you could put ahead of jamal murray as much as we both love jamal i agree murray, i agree i still yeah. think there's a few guys like a handful of names you could have ahead of him so who's your last spot going to this is people i, I mentioned this to someone already they didn't like it i don't think you'll like it oh, it's carl anthony towns oh come on why he barely played. His twenty, even though he's only played twenty three games this season, the impact he has on the the Timberwolves when he's out there offensively, especially, is just it's spectacular. Yeah, well, they've nosedived ever since he's yeah, been here. He yeah, he's absolutely incredible. Like he's, if he was still playing, he would get consideration for uh, I don't know, like all NBA. He's yeah. be a yeah, consideration yeah. for your first All NBA team. Mm-hmm. He's he was incredible when he played, and if he makes it back in time, like if he, as long as he plays soon. He should be an all-star, and I don't think there should be any question about it. I, I think he'll get snubbed. I think Probably. more so what what I what I looked at was I think Devin Booker was my pick when I picked him. And I think you know how much I'm not for Devin Booker. Yeah, neither right? of us are. Yeah, neither no, of us. No, I considered him as well. Right. And it was really between me. It was Cat, Devin Booker, and Brandon Ingram. Me too. I looked at it. I said cat injuries and that was on automatic cancellation so it was like oh man i i want to mm-hmm. i know he's the best out of all three of these yeah. guys but i can't do it yeah. because he's been hurt yeah. so i i threw him out i i understand why you put him in yeah um, i just think his impact on his team is so much higher than devin booker or brandon ingram's and yeah. I, it's so hard for me to ignore that he's so good and it, it, it really make me sad if he doesn't come back in time to be an all-star because it, again if he played enough he would i'd put him ahead of Kawhi and yeah. Jokic for starting for the comparison or the, the the selection between Booker and Ingram, I tried so hard to put Ingram in there, um, but Booker's numbers were just yeah, unreal. That's fair. Like they're just absolutely unreal. I and he's and his 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 percentages, his efficiencies got better. Yeah. His assist numbers have got better. Uh, actually, not as much. Rubio is kind of taking that taking away, that from, away him, from him. But Rubio's it, really helped with that team. It just man the the Suns and I wasn't as hyped up on him as maybe Suns players came in the, uh, or Suns fans? Suns fans expected him to be but Oof. oh man I, really good. he's, he's got to be there and you got to give him one just because like you never know with mm-hmm. that guy right you don't know with that team with that team either yeah. got to give the Suns something I just I still think it's I'm still not high on Devin Booker he still seems like such an empty calorie player yeah I know like the team is still bad he's having this like incredible the best season of his career oh, well the, the same thing can be said about bad. Ingram too no no, but even then, like, well, at that point, he's having the best season of his career. He's never had a good season before this. Yeah. But Booker's constantly having good seasons. He's having good scoring seasons. Yeah, yeah. And the team's always terrible. Yeah. And we don't know what, and we don't know what the Pelicans are going to be going forward when they have an actual, like, if Zion actually becomes a superstar, we don't know if that could become a good team. Brandon Ingram could definitely become an empty calorie player. He doesn't play a ton of defense either. So he could become that player. I think I had Ingram just slightly above. Because I think his impact is a little high, is a little greater to yeah. the Pelicans. He became a number one option when they didn't have anybody else, and I just think that I think that jumped. And we'll talk about that later, but I think Brandon Ingram's jump to become this incredible number one option just maybe edges out Brooker a little bit. Okay, fair. I enough. think a lot of the Suns' success this year for me, and a lot of his success for me, came from Ricky Rubio. Yeah, Ricky and Rubio the is improvement really, of the roster in yeah. general. Baines, yeah. Saric, exactly. Oubre. Well, Saric barely plays anymore. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Well, he started off playing a lot, but yeah. I, yeah, I should probably drop him on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Um, I, I wanted to bring up John Morant because he's making a <laughs> yeah. late surge to become an all-star. And if you look at what John Morant has done in half a season compared to what Devin Booker has done in four, mm-hmm. you know, the numbers are obviously in favor of Booker. Mm-hmm. But 
John Morant's now in an eight seed. Maybe yeah. they're, they're probably not going to end up being that eight seed. But like around All Star break, they might be exactly. And to think of what he's done mm-hmm. with this team, and I and I think we can both agree, Memphis is probably not as how do I explain this? Like they they weren't. It it wasn't like people were expecting Memphis to take this jump. No, right? No, no, some people no, thought no. okay, at some point Phoenix has to make this jump, yeah. right? Doesn't that give Morant a case? Oh, for at sure. At least for 100%, something. 100%, 100%. I just don't think I don't I'd love to put John Morant. I would love to have John Morant. I just think there are people who deserve Better, more than he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, if you didn't put Doncic last year, yeah. You, you can't yeah. put yeah, yeah. And the well, the Mavericks were worse last year. And the Doncic, weren't as and, good. A, and a lot of people think Doncic got snubbed regardless. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. I th- I think you easily could have him on here. I think it's it's so hard for rookies to make all-star teams. So, moving from the all-stars of the year to the award season. The big awards. The big awards. The announcement of the mid-season awards. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll start with the... We'll start with... Wh- what do you want to start with? Which award do you want to start with? Uh, do you want to go with the big one first, or do you want to end up with that one last? Let's, uh, let's start on something we agree on. Okay. Okay, coach of the year. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I, was like, I know we don't agree on that, on the biggest award. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, coach of the year. Uh, we both have this Nick Nurse. Absolutely. Uh, he's dealt with Kawhi leaving. Yeah. Danny Green leaving. Yep. And then leaving the lineup. Yep. Uh, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Saul, Norm Powell, and Fred VanVleet. Just notably. not to mention Patrick McCaw, okay. uh, Matt Thomas. Like I'm talking about, like I'm talking about the main guys. I get it, but even after yeah. that, there were guys that even if he wanted to pick to be on the rotation, yeah. even they were injured. Yeah. So he had to look to Malcolm Miller. Yeah. He had to look to um, what's it called O'Shea Brissett. Yeah. And Chris Boucher to be the guy. Terrence Davis turned, Terrence into, a Davis turned into a real, like actually a very solid rookie. He's probably like fourth or fifth in rookie of the Rondé year. Hollis Jefferson's turned into had one of the best seasons of his career, if yeah. not the best season of his career. What Nick Nurse has done with the amount of not talent, but just what he has a lack of talent, yeah, or lack of talent, or lack of healthy players, yeah. goes to show you that he, without a doubt, deserves Coach of the Year. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that. He is probably one of the more creative coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we listen to a Zach Lowe podcast, and there's coaches that are asking Zach Lowe, hey, when uh, you asked Nick Nurse, like, w- what was he doing with that zone? Oh, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, and they're actually picking his brain yeah. to figure out what Nurse does with his different zone defenses, mm-hmm. the box and one. He sometimes likes to run uh, Patrick McCaw at point guard. The creativity that Nurse has, whether mm-hmm. it's offensively or defensively, that itself should put him in the top tier of coaches. And I think he is oh, in he the is, top 100%. tier of coaches, without a doubt. It was funny. I was listening to... He's uh, a league in text, by the way, too. <laughs> he's a fiery coach. Yeah. I think I tweeted out, he goes 0 to 100 faster than any coach Absolutely. in the NBA. Yeah. Like, he get he gets fired up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was listening My to type a, of coach, though. Definitely. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. great. I love it. He's got some of the best reactions in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's up there with Bud, for sure. <laughs> Bud. <laughs> Elmer Fudd, buddy. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I was listening to a podcast called Dunked on Basketball with uh, Nate Duncan, and they were doing through, going through midseason awards. And they, t- I always like to hear how because we live in Toronto, so we get to watch the NBA those broadcasts all the time. Yeah, and I, but sometimes I like to hear outsiders' what they opinions. Think. Yeah. What outsiders' opinions think of not just the Raptors but the broadcasts. Yeah, it was funny they were going through Coach of the Year and they talked about Nick Nurse and they were talking about how he changes his defensive schemes all the time. And they actually said, as the Raptors broadcast likes to point out, literally every game <laughs> and as much as they can, they love to Jack Armstrong and Leo Routon. For people that don't know, outside of Toronto. They're the cut. Co- they're the call and commentary for yeah. the uh, Raptors broadcast here, and Leo Routens, I think more than anybody likes oh, yeah. to bring up how much 
uh, Nick Nurse changes his defensive schemes game to get. It's impressive for sure. Yeah. But Leo Routens loves to tell you. Yeah, they don't fail to mention it. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like, they like to act like he's the only one who does his own defense in the NBA. I know. The Miami Heat do it more than Nick Nurse does. Yeah. But they're acting like, oh, he's doing this my, this zone defense, revolutionizing the game. And you know what's funny? People are actually using the zone defense against the Raptors now because oh, yeah. they've been struggling to yeah. shoot. So it's kind of like a taste of his own medicine yeah. in a sense. Um I, I think it's without a doubt Nurse. There are definitely there are other so guys. There's so many other good coaches in the NBA. That are Nate such McMillan good for the Pacers yeah. every Mike, year constantly. Yeah. Mike Malone for I was the Nuggets. Say Mike Buttonholzer. Mike Buttonholzer too, man. Team, Number one team in the NBA. People expected the Bucks to fall off because they lost Malcolm Brogdon, and they're better than they were last year. Yep. Than that, yep. I think that speaks to how good of a coach he is. I do want to say Mike Malone. I, yep. I think he is one of the most underrated coaches. How he gets his players to commit. Mm-hmm. How he can find random guys similar to Nick Nurse in a sense where he can find guys off the bench like Torrey Craig and Monte Morris that can mm-hmm. kind of provide at times. Uh, you got to put Malone in there as well. Eric Spolstra always Eric Spolstra. in the conversation. Uh, I'll give some love to both LA coaches. Yeah. Doc Frank Rivers. Vogel has been very surprising. Yes, he's been very... I, I'm surprised at how good of a coach he is. I thought yeah. they would have fired him and replaced him Same. with Jason Kidd by now. Yeah. Thank God for Lakers fans, they haven't. Uh, and Doc Rivers had to deal with being without Paul George for most of, for the beginning of the season. And then Kawhi being in and out of the lineup and not really having his full lot, full starting five there yeah. every game. I think that's he's done a really good job. Even though the the Clippers are kind of below where people expect them to be, yeah. they're only fourth in the West. But he's as to me, I think he's done a great job having to balance that team and having to balance all the personalities on that team. I think another guy that constantly gets shafted is Quinn Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, defensively, he's a great coach, and he like with. What happened at the start of the season, they struggled, didn't meet ex- expectations. Yeah. Conley wasn't meshing necessarily. And now you see they've in their last 15 gave, games, they've lost mm-hmm. one freaking yeah, game. Been, they've been really good. And so now they're second to, in the West. All the way up to second. Yeah. Love the Jazz. Um, let's let's move on up a category now. We're going to disagree on this probably uh-huh. a lot. Six man of the year. <laughs> uh, six man of the year. My guy is going to keep his title. Lou Williams is going to keep his title. You why? hate it. Why? I know you hate it. Well, no, Listen, why? No, no, tell me why. He leads the league in points and assists off the bench. I don't care. He doesn't do it officially at all. He's, so his much. efficiency has dipped incredibly. It, okay, I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Kawhi and Paul George have been injured, so he's had to put up more shots and in more that, weird areas where he's not that comfortable. Not necessarily. Why? He, had, like, he was the lead option. He was the leading scorer on that team. But he was also playing in a system where it wasn't as isolation heavy. Now with Kawhi and Paul George, it's way more isolation heavy. Is It has to I be. I don't know about that. But no, I, it is. But I you think when he's on the floor, he's like, it, I don't know. It, I can't see him being my sixth man of the year. Why? He just hasn't He hasn't been as good as last year. Right. So why would I give him why would I give Okay, him but who has been better? Who has been better? The guy who plays on the team with him. Montrez Harrell is lower than him in VORP and box plus minus. He, no, he leads in he leads in VORP. He's, he, he leads all of the guys I can of the guys I considered. Who which were which were who? Montrez Harrell, George Hill, Jordan Jordan Clarkson, Derek Rose, Davis Bertons, and Lou Williams. He leads in VORP, defensive block, box plus minus, win shares. Actually, sorry, he's tied for the lead in VORP with George Hill. But I I really want to consider Are I you sure? Really want to give it to George Hill. I very badly wanted to give this to George Hill. Um, no, I mean the VORP. Are you sure? Yeah. I, I Again, I, I went through all this this morning when I was going through it, and he was tied to the lead. He was the lead in VORP. Okay. Uh, who, go, while I look this up, tell me who else you considered for. I had Schroeder and Montrez. So I had a shorter list mm-hmm. than you, but I, I, I went with Lou Will, Dennis, and Montrez. I was really trying to give it to Schroeder, actually, because I wanted him to be the next six man of the year 
up from uh, James Harden, who was the last OKC Thunder to mm. win it. But I uh, I thought Schroeder was going to be better than Trez and, and Lou, but they were both they were better in both categories. From what I remember, Lou Will was higher than Trez and Vorp. Nope, I have it up right here. He's tied for the lead in Vorp, or maybe just higher. Okay, but it's not that much of a difference as well. Point yeah, eight to point eight to one point two. Still leading. That's what I'm saying. He's still uh, he's leading in all these categories. Defensive blocks plus uh, box plus minus, obviously, but that Block takes into consideration total rebound percentage. Bigger guys. Yeah, he has the second lowest defensive rating, the second highest box plus minus. He's plus eleven per hundred possessions. I don't see how he's closing games for a team that is one of the best in the league. He's such an incredible defensive player on a team that is full of defensive, the great defensive players. I like for me, Montrezl Harrell. It should be like a no brainer. Yeah. Like, I think Lou Williams is a no-brainer, man. I think the I don't, impact Trez like, has on the team is greater than Lou Williams. With Paul George, who was out the start of the season, mm -hmm. Lou was going bananas. Sure. Like, but nuts. he's had such a dip offensively since In then. terms of efficiency? Yeah. But that makes sense with Paul George and Kawhi back. Then why, then why are you going to give it to him? Because he's still doing the numbers that he used to do. Like, last, other, okay, than sure. it, other than he probably isn't doing it as effectively. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, it's it's almost 100% because mm -hmm. it's an isolation-heavy team now. Sure. Like they're, they're, but he's they're, an isolation-heavy player. But the the thing was, he's not the guy who's running the ice, uh, isos now. It's Kawhi and Paul but George, and now he's off ball. But shouldn't that open up like more free shots for him? Apparently it isn't. So I, like I, the the system. Uh, one I of the don't understand if his numbers have gotten worse. Why should he get the award? Only his efficiency has gotten yeah, worse. Everything else is, is exactly the same. Then, yeah, so he's gotten worse. But th like the difference between him getting worse and Trez getting better mm -hmm. from last year is not much. But like if Trez, Trez leads in all these categories. He, if he leads in all these categories, if he's the best in all these categories ahead of Lou Williams. What Vorp? Yes. And box plus minus. Yes. Box plus minus takes into consideration height. Okay. So Montrez is clearly a taller sure, player. Sure, okay, but in Vorp, he's no defensive blocks plus minus. He leads. Yeah, and you said he leads defensive blocks plus minus. Yes. But win shares and that's, Vorp. That's a bi that's yeah, bias wind, towards long. Win shares and Vorp, he's ahead in. I don't know, man. I think I, I think it's just because I want to see it, like some value given to defensive players for six men of the year. Like At some point, it can't just be whoever has the most points should win it. For me, at least. Because... He he's done such a good job for that team offensively and defensively. And if I I mean I didn't check his efficiency, but if I were to check his efficiency hasn't dropped as much as you're saying. No, probably not. But it's in especially in these recent games, he has not been very good. Fair enough. And you but the thing is, like the impact you're forgetting the mm -hmm. impact that Kawhi and Paul George are having course, on the guy. Of course, but no. But okay. So if but if those guys are impacting Lou Williams, they're not impacting Montrezl Harrell at all. But in they fact, wouldn't he's gotten be. Better. But they wouldn't be. But no, but he should be Why taking some shots they? away from him, but he's gotten better. off. He's had more points per game last than he did last year. Okay. So he's getting better than everything else, and he's leading in all these categories. I don't see how he cannot be the sixth man if he's gotten better and he leads in all these categories. It's tough, man. Can they split it? I mean, that's what they wanted last year. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think they. I mean, they should have last year. I'll, I'll I'll give it a split if you want. That's fine. I, I'll I give it a split that. if you I, want. But I still think he's last out of the guys I considered. Louis really? Williams. Yes. No, man. No. Come on. Out of George Hill, Jordan Clarkson, yes. I think okay, you mentioned Well, George as well. Hill is so efficient. Yeah, but he, like uh, he's he important be, he's to his still, team as well. He's still I'll shooting fifty percent from three, which is yeah, absolutely insane. He's very important to the Bucks. I couldn't give it to George Hill because I just don't. He doesn't play enough, mm -hmm. and I just I 
couldn't see that happening. His usage rate is the lowest out of all these and guys. And Jordan Clarkson has recently turned up. It no, hasn't but even been. when he was with the Cavs, he was still really good. But then, like, but now he's playing for a better team. Yeah. So that's something you have to. We'll have to see near the end of the year where he is because if he still keeps playing this way for the Jazz, yeah, I think he should be at least top three. Fair enough. I, I think he's playing like I mean the way the Jazz yeah. are playing now, it's it's a the consideration. Derek Rose for thing it. is only because of how much better the Pistons are when he's on the floor. Because they've had no point guard help the entire year, mm-hmm. and he's so much. They're so much better when he's on the floor. Yeah, that makes sense. They're like they're, and then Davis Berton. I just have such a fascination with him. No, he's fun. Like he's he's, fun. Like he's just absolutely gone bananas. This Doesn't year. he start some games though? No, he's only started like two or three. Wow, that yeah. is impressive. <laughs> uh, it might be actually might be four, but that again, just that splitting hairs. That's wild. I just it's just I want to so, okay. I want to see some. So value. you're gonna give it to Traz? Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Lou. That's fine. We can split it on that. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I just I really want to see some value finally go to something playing good defense as well off the bench. Yeah, I get that. A lot of Montrezl Harrell's value comes from his defense. And the other thing is a lot of the hate on Lou or or the the critic critical stuff about mm-hmm. Lou is that he doesn't play very well defense. Yeah, he's, his assists have gone up this year, which has been yeah. really impressive. I, li- I like to see that he's spreading the ball around a bit more, mm-hmm. but I just I, I think we should finally get to see, like, like I, there was a, a couple guys last year that played really well defensively. Like, Marcus Smart was getting some six-man stuff last yeah. year. And, like, he doesn't have the offensive numbers that Montrez does, or the efficiency. Well, Montrez is efficient because he's a big man, but I just think at some point defense should be tied into six man of the year. It shouldn't just be whoever leads him. Gets the buckets. Yeah. yeah. Um, most improved player. We'll disagree on this one too. We're probably going to disagree on this one. There were, there were so many candidates. I, I narrowed it down to three. Really? I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I like, there were other guys I would have liked that. I like, I looked at originally, but then I narrowed it down from there to three guys. Okay. So give me your two guys that didn't win it. Pascal and bam. Ooh. Okay. So you have my winner in there. Okay, yeah, I I'll, so. I'll, I'll, I'll say it so. Um, my, I think I know who your winner is. My guys were, my guys were Ingram, Demontis, Pascal, Devontae Graham, and Spencer Dinwiddie. You didn't even consider Brandon Ingram. I, I said Ingram Oh, sorry, first. I, didn't, I, was, I wasn't paying attention <laughs> to the beginning of that list. I wasn't paying attention to the Literally, beginning Literally, I list. started with Ingram. That's where I, I, I dipped out of like the first two names, and I came back in, and I was like, wait, did he not say Brandon Ingram there? No, Ingram, Sabonis, Pascal. Yeah, I heard Sabonis. I think I tuned back in at Sabonis. <laughs> I just literally did not hear Ingram. That's it. <laughs> Because I was no. thinking who your winner was, and I was like, wait. So my winner was Bam. Oh, I thought it was me, Pascal. No, no, no. Okay. Pascal was, was second, and then third was Ingram. So Pascal was the one I was very close to putting as number one ahead of Ingram. Yeah, it's it's tough to, like, because Pascal won it last year, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to get into the conversation of, okay, are you allowed to give it a play, to a player has who already won literally the year before? I, was, I think it should be allowed. I was fine with that. It was just when I went through some of his stuff from this year to last year, his efficiency dropped, dropped. incredibly. Like, yeah. like his a usage lot. has gone up, but his efficiency has gone down. Absolutely, true shooting is is yeah, way different. It's yeah, way down. His defensive numbers have stayed about the same, maybe a little little lower. Yeah, but I mean, it he has a very strong candidacy. So of my candidates, mm-hmm. Bam leads in Vorp box plus minus yep. defensive blocks plus minus yep. true shooting percentage and Miami is the freaking second seed. Mm-hmm. So like, and and the thing is, Jimmy hasn't played as well as people have thought that he would he's getting a bunch of his uh points off free throws mm-hmm. not necessarily shooting as well but i think bam has been the centerpiece for that team and to to think about a guy like bam who last year was just this like oh this is an interesting guy who's who's playing well i think he could be good mm-hmm. now he's came into a position where he is a lock in my opinion for an all-star right I love his physicality. I love how well he plays, how hard he plays. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, like Montrez, where he's just yeah. going to give like 110% yeah. on the court. That's why I gave it to Bam. Yeah. I, 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 I think, think 
Yeah, go ahead. He also he's there was a couple games I was watching. He brings the ball at the floor. He does. Yeah, it's he incredible. Does. Yeah. Like there was a game against the Pacers. He brought the ball at the floor, made a little move, and on uh, sub, I think oh, it was the, Sabonis. Oh, he did the fake uh, pick and roll, and then just went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was yeah, ridi- yeah. Like, he's so ridiculous, and he's so fun. Yeah, I I gave it to Brandon Ingram. Okay, it, that's completely yeah. fair. That's one hundred percent fair. And my reasoning for it was I was because for most of you guys, I looked at it compared to other candidates for this season. Mm-hmm. For me, it was who took a bigger jump from this year to last year, right. and I think Ingram's jump is so much higher than Bam's from last year. In I'll, terms I'll just, of what? I'll just read some of the stuff that he's done this year. Okay. So he has career highs in points, rebounds, assists, and steals. They're significant across yeah. the board there. Yeah, yeah. His usage has increased by almost 6%, but he's seen an increase in true shooting and effective field goal percentage. His true shooting percentage has gone up by 42%. His effective field goal percentage by 26%. He's shooting over four more threes a game and shooting 77% better on his threes. Holy so he's take, he's shooting over 40% on six threes a night. He's been absolutely incredible. His box plus mi- his box plus minus has gone from negative two point eight to plus two point three. Holy crap! His VORP has gone from negative point three to plus one point three. Right. And his win shares have increased by plus one point five. His wow. jump has been absolutely incredible. That's incredible. Like that's that's where I because I was between him and Siakam, and then I saw the jump each player's taken in these categories, and I'm like, I. Can't. It's not it, yeah. Like his, he's gotten, he's become a, an incredible player. His it defense was, has been bad. Yeah, yeah. St- it's still not very good defensively. All his box plus minus comes from his offense. So I think uh, the reason I didn't pick Ingram, and it, for me it was the three players we're mentioning. It's Pascal, yeah. Ingram, or, or Bam. Me too. The reason I didn't pick Ingram was because I didn't know who else on the Pelicans was going to do all that. You know, mm. you expected Drew Holiday too, but then when Drew started to have a bad season, it was Ingram. Mm. And the usage you mentioned, like, clearly usage was going to go up, especially with the injury of Zion, and, and they don't have necessarily that one guy to go to. Ingram became that guy. Yeah. So I think there's there's an explanation for why his numbers have gone up. Oh, no, he has improved. He is 100% yeah. improved. I don't think all of it has to go to him improving. I think it's also his situation. Like See, he, last year he was sharing the ball with with Braun. Yeah. So his usage was way down. Everything else mm-hmm. that he was doing was probably way down. The Lakers were garbage mm-hmm. and they knew they wanted to be garbage. At least the Pelicans now it's it's kind of like this learn young developing type thing where you're trying to win yeah. games but you're not good enough to win games. So I think that's helped Ingram. I just don't think if it, it, let's say if you put him in on, on a different team that was potentially going for a playoff run like Bam and the Miami Heat, it would be in the same boat or it would be in the same level of improvement. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I put Bam. The where, only, my yeah. thing with Ingram was his usage has increased for sure. He like has more opportunity. So did Pascal. But the difference there was Ingram got more efficient with more usage. Yeah. Siakam got less efficient Absolutely. with more usage. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's... I like. Part of it is situational for sure, but at the same, he's there's not it's not really just situational. Like, it's hard to equate like correlate his situation to his efficiency as well. Mm-hmm. You don't automatically get more efficient with more touches. Right. right like right. he could have had this increase in usage and still the same efficiency. Yeah. And I think just the jump in it was the jump in efficiency that combined that, with his usage that put it up higher. I, I think that goes to show you how comfortable he's become in, yeah. in the NBA and where he can pick his spots. I think he got out of LA, which yeah. helped. <laughs> Um, but I, I Lakers. still have to go to Bam. You understand Bam, oh, right? Oh, yeah, no. Like, I, like, the, the numbers don't I'm lie about Bam I'm more than either. okay with having Bam in there as well. Yeah. I just saw that the jump from Brandon Ingram has been so significant for me yeah. that it's hard to ignore. Like, okay. I, it's hard for me to ignore someone who's taking over four more threes a game 
and shooting 77% better on those threes. Fair. Like, he's almost like a completely I, I just, different player. I can't, I can't not take a guy who leads in literally, like, from the candidates, yeah. including Ingram, yeah. uh, in all of the Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Right? Like, it's, yeah, no, I completely get that. He, I think Bam is, I don't know how to explain it. Bam's a better player, but I think Brandon Ingram has had a more, has had a bigger improvement. Fair. All right, I think that's, that's all. But I mean, dude, like, we're, think of Bam last year. Like, dude, oh yeah, he was. But he was still like people knew he had like had the potential, and he was still doing some of this stuff defensively. Yeah. I think offensively is where he's grown. Yeah, absolutely, and and he's grown into his own. It's incredible. What his Bam's passing doing. is crazy. So Bam, you got Ingram, which none of us are, uh, you know, mad about. Yeah, we're both fine with that. Defensive player of the year. I think we're both in agreement here. Are we? I think so. I, I have to be honest. I have you honest as well. Okay, that's yeah. It, it, I think for me, it sh- actually no, it shouldn't be easy. It's not easy, but it's something that uh, Anthony Davis makes. Uh, Anthony Davis and Rudy Gobert both make yeah. very, very close runs at it. Yep. I also had Ben Simmons in the in the conversation. I had you would Joel. Be, you'd be surprised at how close Ben Simmons' numbers are to mm-hmm. all the other guys in terms of like vor- vorp yeah. defensive pl- box plus yeah. minus, um, and it, it's. Actually, pretty incredible what Ben's doing as this point guard slash small forward type player. You don't really see that in the league as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but Giannis, man, the number one defense in the NBA, one steal, one block. You can go off on him if you'd like. It, like <laughs> literally, defensive blo- bo- box was minus is four point seven, which is point seven higher than Rudy. Mm-hmm. And Rudy is obviously the defensive player of yeah. the year. It just makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to quickly touch on OM because I had Embiid, you had Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only re- I think one of the reasons I don't have them as high, and I don't like I don't like doing this, but they have so much defensive talent around them that I think that some of that helps. Mm-hmm. Like I think it helps that Joel Embiid has Ben Simmons. I think it helps Ben that Simmons, ben Simmons that, he Joel, uh, that he has Joel Embiid. Yeah. It helps that Al Horford's there. He's a great defensive center on his own. Uh, Josh yeah, Richardson's a really good uh, perimeter defender as well. Tobias Tribal. Harris is fine. Um, Thibault is a great defender. And I mean, you can say that for Giannis as well. He has Brooke uh, Lopez, who's done a very good job defensively this year. Middleton. Middleton's a great defender as well. But as you said, Giannis is the, for me, the best defensive player in the NBA. It's, it's actually unreal because, you know, we'll, we'll get to our number one award, but Mm -hmm. there really is a case for him to win MVP and defensive player of the Mm -hmm. year. They're really genuinely, there's not a lot of years that you can say that. There's not a lot of seasons a player has where you can really say that. And I think we should try to acknowledge seasons like that more often. Oh, yeah. Because we had those seasons with Braun in Miami where he genuinely could have won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, absolutely. And he didn't. And I think that was a lot about narrative. They didn't want to give him both awards. And I think there's also a narrative like how I said, like how I said, I think six man should also have like should have some defense brought into it as well. Mm -hmm. I think. Defensive Player of the Year should also, and well, I, I counter, I, you know, counter countering this point by saying with Giannis, but I think perimeter defenders should get more love for Defensive Player of the Year. You have Ben Simmons. Yeah. That's uh, not not. That was right me there. trying to get something yeah. different going. Yeah, and I think Braun should have done it there. He's he was a perimeter defender. He did yeah. some post stuff as well, but his most of his value comes from his perimeter defense. I wanted to mention one more stat about Giannis. Pretty much every other player in my candidates in terms of defensive rating had a defensive rating of plus one hundred. Oh yeah, I was Giannis gonna, I was is the only yeah. player that is 96 at ninety six. Yeah, ninety six defensive rating. Like it, it's unbelievable how good. So good. And it's like it's perimeter defending, but he's also a beast off ball. Yeah, fills the pockets in terms of passing lanes and like scheming around getting into the paint around Giannis 
is one of the hardest things to do in the NBA. Yeah. What they do, what any With team does. Yeah. It's well, they're, the way they contest shots at the rim, the, that whole Bucks team, is something I haven't seen before. They, they'll they let you do basically anything else except for corner threes and shots at the rim. Don't yeah. even try it. Yeah. And that's why I think that's something we'll, we'll get into this when we talk about like going to the playoffs. But I think that's going to be something that's going to be really hard for teams going forward. Okay, so it's the main award now. We missed right, one. Want, uh, missed what? one. Rookie what? of the year. Oh yeah, I know it's such a like it's such an oh, obvious yeah, yeah. thing, yeah. but we still got to talk about All it. Right. John Morant, have a nice day. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know, no, I know. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I okay. had this before the season. <laughs> I did have John Morant. I picked him before the season. You did. I want you remember though. My rookie of the year thing was like I wanted to pick someone I that know. wasn't obvious. But you still should have tried. Like, I don't like. I know Tyler Hero is <laughs> hey, a guy you can consider, but for, uh, to be fair, Tyler Hero is probably top five in rookie voting. Yeah, he's top five. I'd have him four. I think out of my list, he has, he's fourth. He's fourth. Me? I like it was, so you got Terrence Davis. No, no. Terrence Davis is in there. Not top five. Why not? I'd have my my top five is John Morant. Yeah, obvious number one. Uh, Kendrick Nunn. Is he a rookie technically? Yes, he's an undrafted player. He's he, this is literally his first season. Oh, I'm thinking Duncan Robinson. Never mind. Go yeah, ahead. No. Yeah, John Morant, Kendrick Nunn, Brandon Clark, Tyler Hero, and uh, Eric Pascal. Mm. Eric Pascal has dipped a lot. He has, but I still think he's had. I, I think a lot of Terrence Davis's stuff, especially at the beginning of the year. Came from just him playing in garbage time. Like Not he, necessarily. His plus minus, no, no, his plus minus was like inflated a lot because he was playing a lot in the fourth quarter when the game was in hand. His case has grown, yeah, with all the injuries, but I don't think quite yet. He's on the fringes. Like I wanted, I, I, I was going to acknowledge him. I was going to say I shout out to Terrence put, Davis as well. I mean, yeah, it's between Pascal and uh, Pascal yeah. and and Davis. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Rookie of the year is Morant, mm-hmm. without a question. Dude, the Grizzlies are in the eighth seed. Who would have expected yeah. that? It's probably not going to happen. He's one of the most entertaining players mm-hmm. we've seen in this decade, 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll give you a cool stat. He's the first rookie in NBA history to record 25-plus points, 8-plus assists, while shooting 90% from the field hey. in a game. 90% not from the 90. field? 90. Oh, my God. What yeah. was this? Uh, it was a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. He shot 90% from the field? Yeah. That helped my fantasy team. <laughs> You know it. <laughs> um, and also, he's his real his real plus minus is eleven point one, which is thirteenth in the NBA. Yeah. And there's guys like LeBron and Gobert ahead of him. But the yeah. fact that he's in that conversation yeah. as a rookie yeah. just goes to show you how freaking good he yeah. is. He it's lead, Morant. He leads all the candidates I had in usage, assist rate, points per game, assist yeah. per game. He's second in true shooting, effective field percentage, for win shares, and blocks plus minus. But that's a lot of that comes from Brandon Clark is ahead of him, and Brandon Clark hasn't played a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's played a lot, he's but, played, he but not played. as much. Yeah, he's coming off the bench for that team, and he's been hurt too. Yeah, so I, I mean, Brandon Clark has a case for like being in the conversation, but he's not number one. It's Crazy how um, there is two guys on that team that could potentially win mm-hmm. a rookie same with of the, the heat. year. Yeah, same with the Heat too. Um, now we go to our now award. to the to the one where I have to pitch my case. <laughs> I have to pitch my I case love this because I know you don't want to do it because I know I you know. actually want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I, I only... think my, we should do mine first because mine's obvious. Yes, and like I'll just get out of the way before you go you for Throw it. your yeah, nonsense yeah. at me. Yeah, nonsense. The MVP is obviously Giannis. Okay, I don't think it's close. Uh, okay, sorry, it is close. Uh, my main th- like the guys I consider were Giannis, Harden, and Doncic. For me, it's there's you a, didn't even. Consider him? No, because when I put him in, when I had the four, oh when I had the four God, players, he was last man. in all of these Get things. Get out of here, man! So, Giannis has the best record in the NBA. Yeah. I think that that definitely matters. Yeah, he has. They have the highest net rating at plus twelve. That's incredible. It's not even close between them and the next closest team. Yeah, he leads the Bucks in points, rebounds, assists, VORP, win shares, box plus minus. He leads in a lot of things. Yeah. So the main case between the two main candidates are Giannis and Harden. 
I think that's clear is that it's Giannis and Harden are the two main candidates for MVP. Yeah. The main case for Harden is that he scores. He scores a ton. He's a almost lot. at 40 points a game. Well, he was closer before than he is now, but he's still scoring like crazy. And he's doing it more efficiently than he ever has. And I think that is definitely, definitely something you need to consider. He's been so good. But if you go per 36 minutes, and I think you need to consider this because Giannis only plays 30 minutes a night yeah. because the team is so good. They just blow teams out and he doesn't get to play a lot. Per 36, Giannis is 35 points a game. Harden is 36 points a game. Wow. It's so close that it almost doesn't matter that he scores more Not during as, the game. The, Harden plays way more minutes too, right? That's what I'm saying. Because, yeah, yeah. 30, because it's thir- per 36, that evens it out a little bit. So Giannis per 36 is 35 points, 15 boards, and 6.4 assists. And then a, over a block and a steal a game. Harden's still really good, obviously. 36 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, uh, over a, 1.7 steals, and just under a block a game. So he's been really good, but I think there's it's so close in terms of scoring that once you factor in defense, mm-hmm. Giannis is, runs away with MVP. Yeah, I agree. And then he leads all candidates in effective field goal percentage, uh, box plus minus, defensive win shares, defensive box plus minus, second in win shares, VORP, true shooting. and Pretty much shooting. everything. Those four things that I ended off at the end there, I think all those go to Harden that he's second in, but yeah. I, they're very, very minimal differences. So it now. should be honest. I know what you're going to give me. Okay, I know you on. don't actually believe it. So no, no, fine. I do. I do. I genuinely do. So I genuinely actually, so do. Hold him. on, hold on, hold on. Let, okay. me, let me get into okay. my thing. Before I start this, I'd like to say Giannis Antetokounmpo will win MVP this Thank season. You. He will. Should he? Will and should. Okay. Will That's and all I, should. That's all I need. Absolutely, without a doubt. Cool. Everything you check out, he checks every single box that you okay. would want out of a most valuable player. There is without a doubt in my mind that he will actually win it as well. He will be a two-time MVP. Back-to-back. Back-to-back. First time since Steph Curry. First time since Splash. Yes. Let's hear it. But. Oh, no. And this is a huge but, okay? (laughs) But outside of Giannis, okay, okay, if you're looking at James Harden, Luka Doncic, and LeBron James, Uh uh-huh. There is a case uh-huh. of LeBron over both of those players. Nope. Forget everything you think about in terms of VORP, box plus minus, real, actually real plus minus he's good at, and literally every statistical category that Bradshaw just mentioned to you, okay? But consider this. The man is 34 years old. Okay. He's in his 17th year in his career. Wash King. He leads the league in assists. Yeah, that's crazy. At 34. And the Lakers are the number one seed in a impossible Western Conference mm-hmm. where literally mm-hmm. teams flip-flop every single day. The Lakers are right behind the Bucks in mm-hmm. terms of the best record in the NBA. Yeah. Does that have to do a lot with Anthony Davis? Yes. But if you look at their on-off numbers... When LeBron is on and Anthony Davis is off, they play better. Mm -hmm. And when Anthony Davis is on and LeBron is off, they play way worse. Mm -hmm. So impact towards the team is there for LeBron. Narrative in terms of Caleb. Narrative (laughs) when it comes to year 17. And his seven. the fact that LeBron is even in consideration for this award, although you didn't put him in consideration, which is another story for another day, the fact that he is even considered for this award Mm -hmm. with guys who are 10 years younger than him is something that you have to applaud. Of course. And if Giannis wasn't going to win MVP this season, which he will, I'll say that again, he is going to win it and will and should and could, all of the adjectives you could think of, (laughs) 
Is that adjectives? I think it is. Sure. Yeah. I don't LeBron. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> LeBron deserves to win an MVP. I rest my case. Have a good one, guys. He deserves to? <laughs> he deserves to. So he is a more deserving winner than Giannis? No. Okay, that's all I need. No. I, th- again, I preface everything with the fact that Giannis should, could, would, everything deserves to win MVP okay. way more than anybody in the yeah. season. And in my opinion, to be honest, even though the numbers may say they're similar, way more than Harden, right? Mm-hmm. That's just me. But when you look at freaking narrative, <laughs> year 17, I'm not just like, name me a player that has played this well in his 17th yeah. year in his career. Yeah. There isn't. Nope. There isn't, Brad. Best player of all time. He's the greatest player in NBA history. I can't deny that. It would hurt me. It, yeah. it hurts. I'm not even saying this as a Lakers fan. I'm just saying this. As a LeBron be- fan? At, yeah, even as a LeBron fan. I've watched this guy since he got drafted in that Kentucky mm-hmm. Fried Chicken Colonel Sanders suit. That's a bad suit. Yeah, bad That's, suit. That should knock his candidacy right there. <laughs> <laughs> and to see him yep. literally 17 years later still be the same type of player. If he doesn't win something, I'm going to be mad. That's all I'm saying. Well, what do you what do you give him? What do you mean? Like, what kind of what award can you give him? I don't know, man. Lifetime award. Give him a freaking lifetime Lifetime achievement award. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. (laughs) I actually don't care. Just, just give him an award, applauding him. Best old man. Yeah. Can we have a best old man award? Goes to LeBron now. Yeah. Every year until he retires. Yeah, and then maybe later it'll be Steph. You know, and then if he keeps playing well. Yeah. Also. In consideration for Best Old Man Award, another guy I love. Vince Carter? Kyle Lowry. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get him in there, guys. He's not old. I know there's some people that will vote for LeBron for MVP, oh, 100%. by the way. Some Lakers guys are going to vote for him, for sure. Uh, so guys who know basketball. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. Listen, Giannis deserves to win it. Yes, he will course. win it. It'll end up him winning it. Unless some crazy shit happens, by the way. Man. Unless unless somehow Giannis, knock on wood a so, hundred times, gets hurt. So your NB, your MVP ballot would go Giannis 1. Like, your real MVP ballot yeah. would go Giannis 1. Yeah. LeBron 2? Yeah. Oh, ahead of Harden and Doncic? I think it would. Yeah. Okay. I think it would. I, I just... Man, like, voters should... And I know you guys disagree with me on this, but when it comes to most valuable player, you really should consider narrative mm-hmm. like it's an important thing you shouldn't over consider it because when you over consider it russell westbrook gets an mvp or when you over consider it james harden gets an mvp mm-hmm. right when you think about it too much there's a little bit of uh of 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 like i don't know a fault in the narrative concept but then at the same time there's like it's ignorant to not think of the fact that this guy is 10 years older than everybody else that's in that MVP conversation and he's doing stuff that's fairly similar. Mm-hmm. That's that's all that's all I'm saying. Okay. That that's that's really all I'm saying. I get it. The vorp, the box plus minus, everything is pointing against what I'm saying. I know. It's but, the narrative. But it, it's and it's the just, story. And the story, man. Mm-hmm. Like 17 man. freaking years. I'm going on a tangent. I know. I, I don't know. I'm I'm done though. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I rest my case. Ladies and gentlemen, you let me know. Okay. I mean I've already you were I, I can't I can't like say anything against this because you know you're wrong, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm saying <laughs> it goes Giannis, sure. Absolutely. Without a doubt. No, but so okay, so and then when, LeBron. when we actually put out our like official like graphic and I everything mean, with the predictions, who is your number one? Like at the end, you know, like right oh, now. Oh yeah, no, it's Giannis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, we, so when there. we do the graphic, it's going to be Giannis. You're yes. picking Giannis for MVP. Yeah, yeah. But then 
and, you just, wanted, and, you just in, wanted to make the case for LeBron. In in a small bracket underneath, <laughs> it'll be a small, bald-headed LeBron. He's not even bald. Uh, he should go bald. He's, Maybe hey, he'll get more MVP. Looks fine now. Maybe he'll get more MVP votes that way. Nah. God damn it. Uh, are we doing uh, NBA Finals? Yeah, why not? Well, do me, give me your Eastern Conference Finals. Eastern Conference Finals. Can this get to an Eastern Conference Finals right now? So the Bucks. Yeah. For sure they get there. Uh, who could The Sixers right now would be the sixth seed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh my! Oh no! Oh boy! No, but uh, so guys, we're doing this based on the records today, January fifteenth. Depending on what happens in the rest of the NBA throughout the rest of the year, I don't care. Right now, who is your Eastern Conference Finals? Who's your Western Conference Finals? And then who's your NBA Finals? And who is your winner? The Bucks right now, like the Sixers right now, could play the Bucks in the second round. Yeah, if I they know. win that series. Yeah. Oof! Ooh boy! Uh, Take your pick, bro. Bucks for sure. Bucks are in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's Who are they not, facing? That's not. That's not close. Um, boy, oh boy, it's literally between like this. It's like the Celtics or like the Heat, the Pacers. Because that's the thing. If I have the Bucks in there, I can't have the Sixers. Yeah, based on the record right now, it can't happen. Well, and you can't have the Raptors either. No, I no, I can't. I, I literally can't have it unless I think the Magic are going to beat the Celtics in the first round. Like yeah. they aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> Take your Come back from. to me. Who do you got? Who do you got for your Eastern Conference Finals? You're gonna have the Sixers, aren't you? No. Thank God. You have no, the no, Bucks. No. You have the Bucks. I have the Bucks. Oh, you're good. The, you're, you're cleared, dude. As of right now, the Woo! Sixers don't have Embiid. Oh well, no. Okay, no. You're thinking like no. Okay, okay fine, fine, fine. Like if, still Bucks. Okay, okay. Still Bucks. If they met in the Conference Finals, though, I think it might be a different story. But uh, it's a different story. Okay. Sure. It it changes. Okay. Okay. Bucks. Versus the Celtics. Okay. Oh, no. And Giannis isn't going to get over the hump. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. They smashed the Sixers. Sixers. Celtics. They smashed the Celtics last year in five games. That was with Kyrie. They had the one one off. That was with Kyrie. They also had Al Horford. Yeah. Who's defending Giannis in this series? They'll make a trade. What? (laughs) For who? Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. He can't stop Giannis. He'll figure it out. What? Okay, so I'm, I'm just right, I'm now, I know I'm right just... now. I know you don't believe this. This is fine. Okay, so we have the Bucks in the finals. Western Conference Finals. I have Lakers Nuggets. Ooh, okay. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a good series, but I do think Lakers end up winning that Western Conference Finals. Unfortunately, it's because the Clippers would be a second round matchup. Yeah, and I still think the Lakers would. would win the series. So it's it'd be very. That'd it's, be it's very an, close. Like it's gonna be. Uh, uh, a toss-up be in that very, series, very to be close. honest. That, yeah, that's tough. So um, I'm going Lakers-Celtics finals, Lakers win. <laughs> he's finding any reason to not pick the Bucks for anything. <laughs> I have the Bucks in the finals. I don't care who they beat in the Eastern Conference finals. Literally, they'll blow, the only team I'm worried about is the Sixers, and if they play them in the second round, I think they You're not winning. worried about the Heat? No. Who's, again, I don't... You, I think defensively, they're scariest. Sure. Outside of... Uh, no. they, play, they play the Bucks hard. Yeah. They do play the Bucks hard. I just don't think... Come a playoff series... I don't think you can stop Giannis for seven games. I don't think that team stops Giannis for seven games. I think there's only one team in the East that can stop Giannis for seven games, and that's Philly. The Sixers, yeah. Like that's the only one I'd be considered. The only one I'm worried about. We'll see. We'll Everything see else, because you know the Raptors did it last year, but they had Kawhi, mm-hmm. and I think they're, that is a huge fact. I know it was. A, I know it was more than just Kawhi. It was a whole team effort. Absolutely. They had to build the wall and everything. I don't think they even touch him this year. I don't think they. I don't think they could stop so him for what? seven games. Bucks versus who in the finals? In the Eastern Conference? Or no, in the what, final. In final. the overall finals? Should I stick with the Jazz? 
I mean, hey, second seed in the are West. You, are you going to do it? <laughs> Should I stay consistent? Oh, my God. The Lakers look so good. I think I'm going to switch to Sixers. Sixers Sixers Heat, Eastern Conference Final. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. Keep going. Sixers Heat. <laughs> Get out of here. They, they'd face each other. Right how, have the, how have the Jazz done against the Lakers this year? Probably poorly. I think we've beat them both times. We. We. I'm sorry. Lakers have beat them both times. <laughs> beat them both times. <sighs> go Bucks and... Oh, I'll go Bucks. Do it, Lakers. man. Thank yeah, you very much. Lakers. I'll do Bucks Lakers too. There no, you, you won't. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> there you go. Bucks Lakers, but you're obviously going to pick the Bucks. I'm obviously going to pick the Lakers. Still, yeah, we still have our same finals winners. Yeah. Oh, God. I felt bad about that. I wanted to say consistent and say Utah <laughs> Thank you, again. Man. Thank you. You know Utah's not going to win a seven game series against LeBron. How do you man. know that? You don't. I do. They beat them once at the beginning of the year. Have you ever heard of Nostradamus? They beat them once at the beginning of the year, okay? And I don't think they played them since. Oh, no. They beat them again in December, in December 4th. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, yeah, fine. Bucks, Lakers. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Listen, let us know what you guys think. Uh, you know, always hit us up on the Instagram and the Twitter at the Shoot Your Shot Pod and on Twitter at Shoot Shot Pod. And uh, you know, rip on us, rip on us for our <laughs> awards. We had some wise choices, some very uh, weird choices as well. I think we had some good choices. I think though. overall, everything made sense. It made sense, except for maybe Lou Will, but except for maybe Montrez. And and Giannis. You agreed with Giannis, that. Giannis' Giannis' MVP is kind of <laughs> questionable. Thank you very much, guys. Have a nice day. Bye.